This episode of Love After Lockup Cray Cray does contain adult content. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Love After Lockup Cray Cray. I'm Kim, and I support the love of convicts. And I'm Kyle. And Kim, this morning, you are taking me to a place where the Holy Spirit cannot dwell. Is it a weed house? Well, not yet. But Do we need to investigate the spoons? Hold on. I'll make this a weed house right now. <laughs> what an episode. I feel like they saved everything for the end. They did. Um, man, we're going to talk about this. I just feel like that Clinton-Tracy scene was not real. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I screenshotted all of the text messages, so we're going to read them. They did. They actually did a good job. If those were fake, they did a good job of faking them. They really but, looked real. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just have a hard time believing that Stephanie is not like a producer. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And it's, you know, we've been frauded before, right? So it's just yeah. hard. Yeah. Our trust has been broken. <laughs> so many times. So many times. Yeah. Um. What do you... Well, here, actually, first... I have uh, just two short pieces of evidence. B reached out to me on Instagram. Megan's friend, B. He said thanks for all the love about him being real about Megan's situation. Love that guy. Thanks, I B. Not, I didn't reply. Don't worry. <laughs> and Sarah... I, I, I don't know. I think, I think B might be like where, you know, those lines blur. I mean, we talked to Ludwig from 90 Day because he seems like a, a reasonable person who's not going to stalk us on social media. I, I feel like B is in the same category. And he has know. incredible pigtails. Incredible. I hope we and, see him again. And, you know, his, his skin looks great from all those masks. <laughs> it does. He has great skin. Very, very small pores. It's what we all shoot for in life. Yeah. Also, Kyle, you're going to love this. Sarah of the Thruple is now repping poop tea. No. Just saw it last night. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, when you're when you're continuously pregnant, I understand that, you know, you get, there's some constipation involved there. You one day you might experience this Kim, but now I don't feel like Sarah really needs the poop tea. You know what I mean? No. I agree. It just kind of it just kind of slides out of there, really, from what just, I've heard. I just thought it was funny. Um, yeah, I didn't actually even think about like the pregnancy use case there for the tea. But anyway, I thought you'd find I that enjoyable. I, I doubt that it's recommended you use it while pregnant. But yeah. <laughs> I doubt it. Oh, and I do have a very quick mathematics today about Ooh. meth gators. But we're going to save it till the end because, you know, the nation is divided about mathematics. Some people... <laughs> Have let us know in iTunes reviews that they do not appreciate mathematics. I wish those people would instead go to 90dayfiancenews.com and just let me know. Email email me. Let me know what those you think. People, those people are incredibly boring or they've experienced real pain and hardship in their life. So Exactly. One or the other. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but, but then I've also gotten a ton of messages begging me to bring mathematics back. So I'll do a short one at the end of the episode. I'm excited. What were your overall thoughts on the episode, Kyle? Um, I feel like it's picking up momentum a little bit, but uh, it's hard to believe that there are five episodes left. Um, I confirmed on a couple of news sites that 
this extended season two is a total of 10 episodes. And this one is episode six of the 10. So uh... including this episode, five episodes total remaining. I, I, it seems like it's a stretch, doesn't it? So so just to clarify, we're ending on episode 24 and that will be after we cover today four more. Yeah, correct. Okay, so that's really strange to me because the new season starts August 16th. Is there an Four overlap? episodes a week of content. I think I feel like it ends... I feel like we're going to get either like a one-week overlap where it's going to just segue right into the new season. I think it will. Okay. That makes sense. Yep. No break. No, um, no mercy for podcasters. <laughs> I just think that like... Okay, I want to know how much Scott has spent on engagement rings overall, like because he claimed that this ring was four thousand dollars. It's my main question coming out of this episode. Didn't he flush <laughs> the last ring down the toilet? Both rings in the water, just different types of water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he appeared, I, I think it's an Amazon ring. I don't think it's a four thousand dollar ring. I think he got no. it like culty style. No, why would it be four thousand? God. It's, that's what he says in the episode. I don't believe it. This is a guy that collects bikes in his garage. <laughs> but allegedly has a lot of secret money in the bank that he just like doesn't uh, use to fix his teeth. I don't know. Yeah. Buys rings and has dope spoons just hanging around. So okay. let's just go straight into Lizzie and Scott, actually. All right. That was not a dope spoon, Kim. I I don't know what dope spoons look like, but I feel like it would be much more burnt and like discolored. That spoon don't just they, looked like it had a little crust on it. Don't they have... Doesn't it look like a little, like, L-shaped thing so you can hold it while you do the flame away? I, mean, I don't know. I've only seen train spotting a couple times. <laughs> I was just about to reference train spotting. That's probably the only time I've ever seen a dope spoon. I yeah. don't know. Um, I realized um, the other day... I, my wife and I were out with some of her friends that I don't know very well. And I got super drunk and I was making like, you know, weird jokes at dinner. And the look that Lizzie gives Scott when he busts out the ring box is the same look that my wife gives me when I like make a, a joke that Kim would edit out <laughs> normally on the podcast. <laughs> Sometimes they're inappropriate. I don't know what yeah. to say. Yeah. Uh, that's great. Yeah, though, her face, but this is fake, right? Man, like, I, I wouldn't put it past Scott to, like, actually do this. It just seems so crazy to do it on what is supposed to be, like, a reconnecting date. You know what I mean? They're, like, an so, hour into the date, and he's already proposing yeah. again. It just seems not real. I mean, the thing is, given how absurd they their last season was and how close they were i guess to getting married i mean she accepted from his perspective i guess i could see like a world where well she accepted my proposal last time we fought and broke up but now she came back so she still must want to marry me do you know what i mean it seems I'm not, insane because they broke uh, yeah. up because she didn't want to get married yet. I I know it's just but but they broke up because she didn't want to get married. But then she came back to him. I'm yeah. not I'm not excusing Scott at all. He's just he's insane. So yeah, he says I don't know if this is the right time. <laughs> yeah, clear. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. 
I don't know this right I just love that he like he's running down the beach in his socks. Who wears socks to the beach? Hey, hey you haven't been to a beach in Southern California for a while. It sounds like the, the sands on your fifis can get hot. You know what I'm saying? Get some flip flops, <laughs> like or some water shoes. Like he's wearing tennis shoes and, and like yeah. white tube socks, and then he's running down the beach. But then they must have stopped and cut this because then we, you see his socks are tucked in to the front of his <laughs> pants, flopping around like the mesh thing that Paul used to cover right. up his dick in the Amazon. No, it looked like a a, a penis sock was like it was right so out of weird. it. Why would he put it in the front? I don't it's know. Just, it's so bad. But yeah, like I don't think that they shot this in the dead of summer. That sand was not very hot, and he's just like I—I I, I just don't think that this was planned at all. You know what I mean? And like, the sand was wet. Do you know how cold the Pacific Ocean is? If you don't no, live on the West Oxnard, Coast, I—I've like, been to that beach in Oxnard a hundred times. That it's like actually pretty rarely hot there. Um, it's just like the winds are blowing from like. The, the I don't remember what the island chain. There's some islands off, and it just doesn't get that hot unless it's like July, August, and especially when they when we think based on our timelines that they shot this, which was kind of in the winter. It could get really cold there, so I don't know. I'm just saying socks were unnecessary. The whole sock thing and tucking them into the front of his shorts. You take it off I, the I didn't second understand. you get to the fucking beach. Like the the first thing you do is take your socks off. Or wear some loafers, dude. Wear some flips. Like, what are you wearing tennis shoes to the beach with the socks? My I, my suspicion, because I, I keyed in on the socks right away, and it was bothering me the whole time. But <laughs> I think maybe Scott has some fucking gnarly feet. Oh, you know that's I mean? a possibility. He, like, can't get them into some spearies. I I think he's like embarrassed. Like you think his teeth are bad. Wait until you look <laughs> under his fucking toes. All right. Oh, I mean, Kyle, <laughs> about to eat. God. <laughs> I can was see that, just like the that? yellow toenails, like gnarled. Oh, no. oh uh, gross. Uh, okay, Ugh. people. Okay, are, sorry. People are, I'm uh, sorry, people. Moving on. People are, moving on. People are drafting their reviews right now. What did you think about the black box First over? scabies cock and now Scott's toe jam. The scabies was on a classics. Not everybody. No, we were that. talking about Clint's dick. Oh, that's true. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Sean Nabby. Nabby Bay. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm sorry. I'm um, sorry. So what we, okay. Let's just get all the gross stuff out. In one Moving big along. bomb. No, Lizzie licking Scott's face. I screenshotted yeah. this and posted it on Instagram, and people are so mad at me. <clears throat> That's her. That <laughs> seems to be her move. Um, what is with the licking? Lizzie, please tell us, because I know you're an open book, and you're not embarrassed about this stuff. So maybe she just does it because she thinks it's like she knows. Like, it's so gross, and it's going to, like, get camera time. It's a, It's an aggressive move, and... I feel like Scott is not a very subtle man and maybe that's what gets him going. You know, he, he just, he needs a real display of affection. And if you're willing to display of affection, listen, I think so. Because if, if you are a woman that is willing to shove your tongue up Scott's open teeth, holes in his gums then clearly there's something there (laughs) that is 
I like have reached my legit limit of grossness. <laughs> okay. I think it's so disgusting. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, so she, they like get in this fight again. Where, where are you going? Uh, I thought he was going to just like throw his phone in the ocean again. Me too. Um, I love the, that they black boxed yeah. her butt too. They like oh put my the God, black box really over funny. her butt. That was oh my, yeah. Scott's Scott's shorts are so like early 90s dad short. They're just awful. That's like all I could notice. Me I too. wasn't even looking at Lizzie's blurred ass. I was looking at Scott's like nerd shorts going, oh man, and with socks on. Um, Do you notice he kind of shuffles? He just kind of shuffle walks down the beach because he has shorts are sagging down and they're like way past his knees. I couldn't tell if he was like doing the penguin walk like David um, from Ninety Day, or if he was just like old man walking, or if his shorts were just sagging. It was just. I mean, even if this was fake, it was a pretty funny scene because I just kept thinking like. five minutes ago this was just supposed to be like our reconnecting date and now you've proposed and you're screaming at each other and you're throwing things into the ocean like it just it escalated so quickly it was it was pretty funny so what happened to the jewelry though what happened to the box what happened to the ring it looked like they recovered it. it It looked like she fished it and then, then he what? wanted to throw it. He wanted to throw it again and she like wrestled <laughs> it away from him. I think that she I think that she just like kept it but didn't put it on. Okay, can we talk about the best before we get to dope spoons? There was like a really short scene where Scott's like, "Where'd you get your hair?" He like asks her where she bought her hair and like I poor, I poor choice. Lizzie was like, "Clear how oh, it it was too much. Anyway, she's still pissed about the ring, but she wants to move forward. And then we see them in Scott's house. And what does she find, Kyle? What does she find? I think a completely normal serving spoon <laughs> that Scott accidentally put in the garbage disposal a couple times. Me too. I think that's why it was all beat up. It didn't look like stained. It just looked like it had gotten chipped up like you you put it in the garbage disposal. You know what I mean? It just, yeah. It's just a serving spork. It's probably like a hundred years old. Like, yeah, it was grandma's serving dope spoon. And I don't, I'm going to take a wild guess that Scott is not polishing his silver on the weekends. So it's probably why it was yeah. discolored. <clears throat> no, so, but I mean, I mean yeah. but she kind of brings up, I mean, Lizzie says that like Scott used to do drugs in his 20s, which just kind of makes this whole scenario a little bit questionable. Like, why was he feeding her heroin habit then? And what kind who, of drugs did he did used it? to do? Who didn't do their drugs in their 20s, except for you? <laughs> I mean, I have hard drugs. Like, you think it's, like, normal that you've experimented with, like, crack and heroin? It depends. You know, shit. I don't know. That seems a lot. Maybe I'll take your... But at first she... Ca- okay. Pretty much Pretty much. I'm going to sound. I'm going to sound like a super naive person here, and I'm going to get a thousand DMs for saying this, but, like... Coke and crack are different, right? And so when she says that's a Coke spoon... Chemically, no. Yeah, I... Well, yes. Chemically, they're... Crack is cut... Crack is cheaper, though. It's not as pure. Like, that's the whole point of it. Well, sure. I mean, practically, but the... They're chemically identical without the street additives. But you... There is no scenario where you put Coke in a spoon. I have not. So why does she call it a Coke spoon? (laughs) Yeah. Like, I I don't don't know. know. 
I don't know. I don't think that you put Coke in a spoon and then like melt it and then shoot it into your arm. Maybe the, maybe the like, um, maybe the, oh my God, the subtitles. That's, I was like, couldn't think of the word. Maybe the subtitles were wrong, but she calls it at first a Coke spoon. And then later she calls it a dope spoon, which is what I would have called it. And I, I don't know. I was just confused about why somebody would put cocaine in a spoon. All right, please send us full length <laughs> emails <don't>. about. Yeah. <laughs> but you can if you want. 90dayfiancenews.com. Look for the contacts in the right corner. Mathematics. Um, yeah, I know, right? Well, I'll do a whole mathematics on it if you guys give me enough information about the dope spoons. Speaking of dope, what did you think of Lizzie's um, tattoo armor? Tattoo Loved defense. It. I thought that was a great scene. And she posted that on Instagram several months ago. She looks completely different. Yeah, she looks totally different in this ITM. Um, it looks like they shot it months afterward. It seems like she's lost weight. I I hope for normal reasons. Um, I when she was like Deuteronomy four twenty, I was like, did you pick that because it was four twenty or because it actually had some kind of relevance? And I I don't think that it did. I think it was just like a random scripture that was just because of 420 well the other one was her daughter's like birthday so it, it, it i don't think it had any relevance to she not does, using drugs if you listen though if you listen to um shout out to aaron martin from pink shade she did an interview with lizzie um you should listen to it on her podcast pink shade um and she talks lizzie talks about like how she like prayed. Uh, there was uh, an officer in jail that like got her turned onto Christianity. And she, um, once she started praying, like her addiction went away. This is what, this is Lizzie's story. Um, and that yeah, needle needles just broke against her arm. You yeah. Know? Apparently. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I believe it or I don't believe it, but that is consistent I'll, with I'll the story that, that she I told. Don't, I'll say that I don't believe that at all. <laughs> But well, I don't want to good, discourage good her. her. Whatever works good, for her, no. keep doing Listen, it, it. Right? It, it looks like whatever she was doing worked, which is fantastic. So right. So that's why I don't want to judge. It sounds ridiculous, but hey, Lizzie, you keep doing you. I think your recovery story is great. Sounds like black magic to me. <laughs> okay, Corey's family or Evelyn's family. Let's move on to Brittany and Marcelino. Is there something that is interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? If so, BetterHelp Online Counseling is there for you. Connect with your professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient. Get help on your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. Licensed professional counselors who are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, family conflicts. Wow, it sounds like people from all after lockup could really use better help. Everything you share is confidential. And if you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time for no additional charge. BetterHelp has over 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states. So what are you waiting for? I've used BetterHelp and I love the convenience of it. I actually love going to therapy, but I find it a little bit intimidating and just inconvenient when I had to drive all the way to a therapist's office. I had to schedule appointments weeks or months in advance because they book out so far. BetterHelp makes 
therapy affordable and accessible for everyone. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash love cray cray and get 10% off your first month with discount code love cray cray. That's go to betterhelp.com slash love cray cray to get 10% off your first month with BetterHelp. Simply fill out a super quick and actually kind of fun questionnaire and help assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash love cray cray for 10% off your first month with BetterHelp. I'll also have a link in the show notes because I know a lot of you are driving. There was a lot here. This is kind of heavy. So, I mean, I first off, I know that Brittany's just reeling because Bunky, her best friend, got a 10-year sentence and that's, from Brittany's perspective, very horrible. However, she could have gotten 30 years. So is this in any small way like a victory for her? Probably not because, you know, she's also got time served. So really, it's, it's like around 15 years. I think like 10 years. No, she's is, out in like 2025 or something. But she including like, including time served. No, that's what I'm saying. That's not a lot of time. It's that's not. That's not what I'm lot. saying. Yeah, it's... I don't... It's crazy to me that she's going to be out when she is. But yeah, I feel I feel like you're right. It's only another five years and... Um, like the kid won't even fucking know who you are anyway until it's like three or four, right? So, I mean, I get Marcelino. Look, Marcelino is fully focused on this Giovanni case and how it looks to the judge. The lawyer gave them very specific and targeted advice, and he wants to follow that advice. And having a you know these deep relationships with other convicts the lawyer said is not going to help their case. So Marcelino is just like fully focused on that. And I don't blame him. That's his top priority. 100% team Marcelino here. I think it's completely batshit crazy and absurd to make Sasha the godmother. And it's, it's to the point of absurdity and it's so dumb. It's hard for me to believe that it's not manufactured drama. It seemed real, though. Like, Brittany seemed very, like, and she deserves an Academy Award if that was fake. But, and I do, I want to just like play devil's advocate for a second because I did, I posted an Instagram um, poll and I was surprised because almost prior to this episode, everybody's almost always Team Brittany, like a thousand percent. And it was like a third Team Brittany or 25%, either like a fourth or a third. And then a, a great majority of people were Team Marcelino on this. And that was kind of the first time that's happened. So I was surprised. But um, from Brittany's point of view, she's like, I don't have anybody else that's close to me. And I want to call back, like, who were all those family members of hers that came to the wedding? Yeah. What about her stepdad? And all her sisters. She's like four sisters. And I know she doesn't have a great relationship with all of them, but they all came to the wedding. So they must be on decent terms. Right? The thing that bothered me the most about this scene is neither Brittany nor Marcelino, to be fair, ever even mentioned at all how this will impact the fucking child going forward. It was only about her feelings. And from Marcelino's perspective, it was really more only about like logistics and Giovanni. Nobody ever talked about how this is going to impact Zoila growing up. 
can you imagine like you you go you're like 10 years old you're on the playground and someone asks you well you have a godmother oh yeah she's been in jail since 19 since 2019 like it's just fucking stupid and bizarre and it's just really fucked up like this is something that's going to come out in therapy later my mom decided it would be a great idea when i was a newborn to give me a godmother that was fucking in prison until i was six I'm going to okay. play devil's advocate again let's, here. Let's explore that. <laughs> I Okay, I'm going to say something mind-blowing. I don't know who my godmother is. I don't think it's a thing that happens a lot anymore. I don't, I don't like, have do one. Do you have one? Okay. Because no. I, I think that, and, and that might be like fabricated for television of what a big deal this is, but like... Yeah. I, I, it's I know never... people who are really close with their godmothers, but like I don't know who mine is. I, I didn't guess. even know. I didn't even really understand what a godparent was supposed to be until a couple years ago. Like I just didn't. It just wasn't a thing. Does My your parents, son have one? No. Like why? Like in case something happens to you. What do you mean? He goes it's like my fucking family will take care of him or Polish father-in-law. Oh God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just, I just, it's not like a, a thing, right? And a godparent is not a legal assignment. So even if I declared one day that my sister was my, you know, the godmother of, of our son, that, that's not a legal, enforceable thing. You know what sure. I mean? Sure. It seems like Marcelino's mother is extremely involved. By the way, shout out to Victoria. You're freaking gorgeous. I like kind of have a crush on her if I were older. Um, I would be kind of, I mean, I would, if I was Marcelino's mom, frankly, like I would be offended by. Well, she, the, I don't think you normally name the grandparent the godparent. I don't know. Like, isn't a godparent like a direct, like, person in line as caretaker of the kid, though? Isn't that what the point of it is supposed to be? I don't know. No, I mean, I think it's... Or is it implied that the grandparents would have to die in the fiery explosion, the hypothetical explosion, before the godparent <laughs> steps in? I'm not sure. We'll have to get listener feedback on this, which I'm sure we will. But I just, It's not a thing that I have ever thought about. I don't know. Yeah, me neither. And I don't know. I, the The playground scene I loved because Marcelino's mother was there, but also because like Marcelino is adorable with Giovanni and for what, what a big deal they made about it last season for him to be like unsure if he wanted to be a father. He is, he is obsessed with that kid. And I say that in a great way. Like he's a really good father to Giovanni. He's clearly very connected to him. And I just thought it was adorable to, both those kids are freaking adorable. Zoila is adorable. And Giovanni, I mean, is there anything cuter? I, I'm not sure. Giovanni is basically my son. Just like his his energy and just he's always smiling and running around and being goofy. Like that I love that kid. But the best part of the entire episode is Marcelino ranting about having to go have a man-to-man talk with Tito in his minivan and peels out that <laughs> minivan around and then and then they like focus in on Tito's motorcycle just to show like the contrast between Uh-oh. Marcelino and Tito like <laughs> minivan versus motorcycle I just thought that was hilarious great editing it's pretty funny um yeah if I don't get to see flipping. this sorry go ahead 
No, just him like flipping around with like someone's dumpster in the background in like a random alley in <laughs> Las Vegas. Like <laughs> it was great. It was so funny. And I that that was all editing. I mean, it was partly Marcelino whipping the minivan around, but great editing. And but they had like a camera like at asphalt level to like capture the drama. It was absurd. They're getting better with with the absurd shots. So he pulls up. I mean, we see that clearly they have a conversation, Tito and Marcelino do next episode. But I just want to say, if I do not get to see this fucking Gannett once and for all, I'm going to be so disappointed. I want to see the animal. I want to see the spots. I want to see the creepy teeth. I want to see the creepy looking thing we better get to see it that's it moving on speaking of creepy teeth do you want to talk about um (laughs) we already talked about scott clint (laughs) sure we'll talk about clint um they're not not a whole lot here like clint's being a big fucking weenie baby why is he so butthurt about life like he's guilty he feels guilty and he's like taking it out on tracy it's so fucked up that's stupid. I kind of felt like, well, maybe he's being all weird because he's like th- still thinking about the motherfucking crack drama and he has PTSD from the hotel room. But you should have thought of that before you booked a trip to Vegas. Yeah, go to Reno. Like, go somewhere else, dude. Oh, like, that's far worse. <laughs> well, I agree. I'm not a huge fan of <laughs> Reno, but I'm just saying, like, if you had a terrible experience somewhere with your significant other, why would you go back? It, it's weird. And, yeah. but I do feel like this is a little messed up because, okay, first off, there has got to be some frauding here, right? Because when we saw them doing shots of champagne at the airport, it was dark out. Now Tracy's still in the same freaking outfit and it's light out and the, we see the plane in the daylight. Yeah. It doesn't Stupid. make any sense. I, I seriously think that they just showed up at the airport in the middle of the night just to film this scene because it was so bizarre that they didn't want the like the airport wouldn't allow the general public to be around these two like drug heads drinking champagne in the fucking parking lot at the airport (laughs) it was like a pr thing yeah (laughs) i just it doesn't make any sense like why would there be I I just don't feel like the Hobbs Regional County Airport would have an 11:30 p.m. flight to Vegas. <laughs> I just don't buy that. No, and I mean I would it can't be a red eye. It's not far enough. It's not like they're flying from New York taking the red eye like Totally. But I don't know. Tracy just wants to have a good time. I feel like Clint is bringing up all this old shit that happened too so that he makes her feel guilty so that when he tells her the truth about his thing that he, She's not as hard on him, which is really I fucked up. But I think that that's yeah. like what he's, he's going for. He's being a manipulative, like immature douchebag. It really is what it is. So what? did you notice what uh, casino they stayed at? The terrible casino. It's literally called the terrible casino. I don't even know where that is. I've been to Vegas I, a number of times. I don't know it where it is. Looks like it's kind of at the edge of town. I don't yeah. Know. yeah. I would go as far to say, is it in old Vegas? Maybe. I don't, I don't know. I'm yeah. sure people will let us know. I um I last time we had a room with a jacuzzi, it didn't work out too well. Yeah, okay. He's being such a Debbie Downer. He won't even look at her. He's even complaining about how it's hot outside. And I'm like, you're from fucking Hobbs. I know, like, you're from the desert. It smells like cow <laughs> shit. Christ, what did you expect going to Vegas? But I don't know. I, I the, okay, yeah. do you believe? Do you believe for a second that 
this chick texted Clint right in the <laughs> two seconds that she, Tracy was holding the phone, taking a selfie. No, I. it's hard to believe. It's hard to believe that there wasn't producer intervention here. However, that doesn't necessarily mean that he wasn't actually sexting with somebody. Do you know what I, I agree. mean? I think, yeah, I think Clint is enough of a poor decision maker, a decision, decision maker that I, I wouldn't put this past him at all, but it just seemed way too convenient and... I don't know, like this whole scene. Let's talk about this. Like, okay, can we the read whole, the whole like Blair Witch Project <laughs> chase through the fucking elevator? Um, I just, I don't can we know. read the text messages? Yeah, the, okay. these were posted all over the place and yeah, like, trans- transcripted. So, um, I can't read uh, Clint's um response. Um, I think it says like my heart's with Tracy, but she's a litany of text messages, and this is what it. What do you mean it's over? I still have feelings for you. Sad face emoji. Don't you want to see me? Answer me, Clint. And then from what I can tell, it says, my heart's with Tracy and I just can't talk to you anymore or something to that effect. Then Tracy says, but your heart, or not Tracy, Stephanie, but your heart was with licking my head to toe. Kiss emoji. Gross. Come on, baby. You don't want to miss this chance with my body, with this body. Hogs... (laughs) And then a different a different day. Hobbs isn't good for you, and she isn't good for you. Let's move to Vegas. After everything you said about her, I know I'm better for you. Wait, so she lives in Vegas? I don't know. Uh, apparently, uh, they've talked about moving to Vegas, which apparently Clint hates. So why would he want to live there? Yeah. I also, I'm not sure I agree that Hobbs is bad for him. Only in, you know, he the only people that support Clint in any way, his parents are there and like get, gave him a job. I feel like Clint is pretty unemployable. So, I mean, working at that meat market and having access to that gigantic house whenever he needs it, I think Hobbs is actually pretty much fine for him. He should not leave Hobbs. He needs mommy and daddy. He needs them. For sure. He is incapable of adulting without them. A hundred percent. So back to Blair Witch Project, did you notice he had a like airplane pillow around his neck the entire the time. The whole time. Yeah. And why would you, somebody DM'd me and was like, it's for protection. <laughs> <laughs> from like a karate neck chop from Tracy or something. Why do you need an airport neck pillow? It's literally like, how far can it be from New Mexico to Vegas? Uh, like, like an hour an and a half? And uh, it's... Uh, maybe this does support that they do have a Hobbs to Vegas red eye though. I don't know. Maybe this was like two in the morning. It doesn't make any sense. Maybe he's just grumpy because it's like four in the morning there. (laughs) It's just stupid. I don't know. Um, Who is she? Who is she? The the screaming in the elevator, I thought, even if that was fake, that was pretty funny. Like the way that they filmed that because they're still mic'd. It's not like them keeping like forcing them out of the elevator. You can still hear everything they're saying. Um the yeah, camera crew like rushes into another elevator that just happens to be there and they know what floor it's just it's just funny how that was filmed like i half expected them to have like a drone following them in the hallway <laughs> or something that would have been great i'm so for indoor drones yeah it was i don't know and then like he we see i think this is on the next on right where she takes his phone and locks herself in the bathroom and he actually like punches a hole in the door like two holes how expensive could it be at Terrible's Casino to replace a door? You know? 
we know it's, production it's, paid for the repairs, right? Yeah. <laughs> they this definitely paid a, for this trip. Like, let's be this real. This was agreed upon beforehand with the yeah. hotel. Hotel gets a free new door. You know, they get some publicity. It's, it's Everyone works out. Anything else to say about these two? No. Do you want to talk about Andrea? Yes. Andrea had the best one-liners, and I do think that she's, like, putting this on a little bit for the camera, but I don't care. Like, saying that the Book of Mormon, like, says that you shouldn't smoke weed was great and hilarious. (laughs) I loved it. Lamar had a good one-liner for once this episode, too. Smoking smoking is like getting a fucking soda in California. (laughs) He's like, it's legal. I'm like, okay, I guess so. I mean... It is. I know, you know. It's, I know it's legal. I just, it's, he's right. He's right. It's kind of like the equivalent, I guess on the West Coast, it's like the equivalent of having a beer, not a soda. I would say it's the equivalent of having a beer. It's like having a beer, but you know, there is a 0.0001% chance that the FBI could show up at your house, but probably not. Probably not. Yeah. I, so when Lamar says that, like, what makes him being happy is being with his family. I just can never tell if he's talking about being like, his family, meaning Andrea and the kids, or his family, meaning his brother, his cousins. I always assume it's his bros. Okay. Because do is his brother's he's name... shown no proclivity to hanging out with his literal <laughs> wife and, and stepchildren. True. His brother's name's Dulo, right? I, I think. So... Yeah. He seemed pretty respectful, right? Like when Andrea starts like losing her fucking mind, well, he's the like, guy "I'm was sorry, sis." Owned. He was he was fucking blazed as hell. He's like, "I just he I don't think he didn't know what to make of it because he was so high, and this lady <laughs> is just like screaming in his house, and he's like, "Well, okay, well, uh, bye." <laughs> I, I mean, I'm this is my house, so I'm gonna fucking smoke if I want. I I had mixed feelings about this. Like, what did you think about? Andrea's reaction. I thought it was totally out of line. I thought it was like, when you agree to go over to his house, you have to know that they're going to be drinking and probably smoking. Literally, when they're having that fight on the porch, there's still a dude smoking on the porch. I have it screenshotted. He's still smoking (laughs) as they're fighting about it. Well, because he's so baked, he can't, like, he doesn't under, he's like, I don't even think he knows what everyone's fighting about. He's just like, I'm just going to stand here and, you know, kind of observe what's happening. Um, I, it was it's if yeah. if you're in somebody else's home like you either need to like ex- accept it and be like Lamar we're only staying an hour because I don't I don't want to be around all this smoke and alcohol so like let's go visit them but I only want to stay an hour and like decide that beforehand you can't just rock up to somebody's house and start like screaming I'm allergic to dogs why are there dogs everywhere uh because it's my house and I have a dog you know what I mean that's kind of what I would relate it to they weren't sitting there like snorting lines or like using Scott's dope spoon to like boil up some crack. Like they were just like having a smoke and, and having a drink like people would on Friday night. I I kind of feel like it's a little bit Lamar's fault for maybe not prepping her for what she was about to walk into. Then again, I, I agree with you in general. I feel like if Andrea shows up at someone's house, she has two options. She can, like deal with it i don't think she's really allergic to smoke she's just not used to it so Um, made up yeah or maybe you could suggest that you 
go outside and sit outside for a little bit on some like fucking lawn chairs and just relax outside. Instead, she comes so aggressive and judgmental about it. That's the thing that's annoying. It's it's not even necessarily that you hate smoke or it makes you uncomfortable or it makes you feel gross. It's the it's the like obvious judgment that like I don't accept what you're doing in your own home and you are wrong for doing it. And how dare you jeopardize my integrity? Like that's, that's so the ridiculous. thing that's so stupid about it. I also got I had I think I got three messages from um two Mormons and one Mormon adjacent person. And they said that, you know, they don't drink, they don't even consume caffeine, but what other people do is is completely up to them and that one person even cited that their um I don't know if it was their sister or aunt or somebody was Mormon and married to a non-Mormon and the non-Mormon drank yeah. and would occasionally smoke and that's that's their prerogative like I don't the Mormons that I have met and spent time with I do not which are few admittedly I I do not find them to be very judgmental people at all like I've been even at like business dinners with Mormons right. that everybody's drinking wine people might go out to smoke a cigarette which is extremely rare especially out west but you know it happens and they i have never heard them make a comment like i can't be at this dinner where you're drinking wine and people are smoking cigarettes like i've never heard that before and so her judgment doesn't seem par for the course i have not encountered holier than thou mormons either. no they're so nice yeah, they're gonna sk- they're gonna stick to their principles, but they're not going to make you feel like you're less than them. Totally uh, uh, about it. So when she walks in and she literally in these people's home says they are so stupid, these people are making me so mad. Like that's, that's fucked mean. up. I think it's it, mean. Yeah, I I I don't think if Andrea was raised Mormon. Um, she's not. She, she wasn't raised Mormon. She, she's not. She that's converted. what I'm saying. Yeah. No, that's what that's what I mean. I think she was raised in a much more uh, judgmental denomination. I don't know. But it's just yep. it's it was gross and weird. And I thought that his fr- his bros and friends handled it pretty well, considering this rando was coming into their house, fucking calling them stupid and then leaving. What are they supposed to think? I thought they were really gracious. There was the one girl that was sitting on the couch and her eyes were just like she rolling wasn't high to the back to of her head. Yeah. She, she wasn't was like, stoned Who enough to is deal this with this lady. Shit? Like <laughs> Yeah. But I mean, I'm gonna just suggest something wild to Andrea. Have them over to your house. Then it's on your terms. Then you're in control. Right. You can serve them some fucking cocoa and cookies and shit. And like just make it on your terms. Serve you them. You can dinner. have them cut out Jesus pictures for the tree. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what yeah. Do, you, do you think that Andrea does need a, a sister wife? Should, oh, she, I lost it at the sister wife. Oh, I would love it if she transitioned to Seeking Sister Wife. Seeking Sister Wife season three. It was so funny when she was like, I need a sister wife that can just go over there and deal with the smoking where the and the Holy drinking. the Spirit can't dwell, that's where she can go. Oh my God. Yeah. So, no, I thought that was a really... I know it was probably like put on for TV, but I still thought it was really funny and I laughed really hard. Lamar says something that I agreed with. He's like, you know, if everyone that I hang out with is so fucked up, if California is so fucked up, why are you still here? Um... He, 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 she, she she knew who he was there yeah she does like 
did you not know? I mean, he fucking got arrested for being a gangbanger. Fuck, like twice. So this is on you at this point. Yeah, is she's not trying to going change to him. Ch- he's not going to change. He's not going to fucking like Utah. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see Lamar in Utah. That said, like, I know that they're like going back to Utah. Like, and I hate this fight that they have about like who's sacrificed the most. It's like, Andrea, you knew what you were getting into. Yes, you gave up your friends, your job, your house. You shouldn't have. You should have kept your kids in Utah. They clearly want to go back there. Um, but like, what's her point? Like that it, it, that she sacrificed more than him. He would be sacrificing the same amount if he moved to Utah. So right. Unless he moved to a new place. I just don't understand the argument. Yeah. I just, <sighs> Lamar's a gangbanger from LA. Now he's moving to Utah. It's a classic fish out of water story. I know. Stay it's... tuned. I'm, I'm slightly afraid that they're going to make it a little weird and racist, but I'm also like, (laughs) but I do want to see Lamar in Utah. I I want to see him fishing. I think it's going to be funny. I'd be really surprised if any of the Mormons that Andre introduces Lamar to are like overtly racist. I think they're going to be super gracious, but Lamar is not going to be able to accept it. I don't think he's going to know what to make of it. Oh, I'm not worried about the Mormons being racist. Yeah. I'm worried okay. about Sharp Productions. <laughs> okay, right, yeah. She's... And their portrayal of, <laughs> yeah. of the sensitive situation. That's okay. all. Yeah, totally. Okay, let's talk They're going to about... have like a drone footage shot of like <laughs> Lamar surrounded by white people and just... Oh, gosh. I think the Mormons will be very nice to him. Okay, let's do the thruple because this, I, you know, this was the one that made me the most angry. I am so fed up with Michael meandering around in the fucking snow, complaining that he can't go see his daughter born when he's going to literally, he's going to his PO while Sarah is pushing out a baby to get permission. Dude, you should have thought about this weeks ago. You should have thought about this the day you got out of prison, idiot. And it's your fault that you're on tether because you had to go bang your girlfriend in a hotel and you missed your parole, like, or you missed your parole appointment. And so you had to go back to jail. Like it's, this is all your fault. A thousand percent your fault. Completely disagree, Kim. This is the system. (laughs) The system is taking me away from seeing my child. And I am not taking, I know the system has lots of issues and I am not saying it doesn't absolutely hundred percent does not going to talk about it in length on this podcast, it, but I do agree that the system could be fixed, but this is not one of those cases. <laughs> this is the system working appropriately for yes, the safety the of the, the general public <laughs> working as planned. It is. I mean, it does feel like it does feel a little messed up, you know, that he like, just that a parent can't go see their kids. I, I agree. Like that feels, but it feels wrong, up. but but it's up. his fault. It's his yeah. fault. I, mean, I feel the, bad for the, the kids and I feel bad for Sarah, but not him. The parole system originally. Now I, I think the parole, as we've talked about before, and you just mentioned the parole system has problems, but the original intent of it was that you could avoid your, the entirety of your jail time under supervision because you know, you had built trust up, right, with right. with the system. And so if you break that trust, like, why would they have any reason to 
grant him anything at all. They're like, you're not even supposed to be leaving your fucking driveway, dude. Why are you even here? So like, it's just, yeah, the alternative yeah. is jail. <laughs> right. That's he is actually literally supposed to be in jail, but parole is mutually beneficial for both parties because there's not enough room in jails anyway. It costs the taxpayers way more money to have people in jail than on parole. And obviously in Michael's case, he is not in jail. So this is supposed to be good for everyone, but right. it requires like a lot of trust that Michael is not capable of keeping. I just, yeah, he, he feels like he's stuck and I'm like, yes, that's the whole, like that is the definition of parole is that you are stuck within a geographical location that you cannot leave. Like, yeah, you literally have a GPS device strapped to your leg. And <laughs> just the fact that he's even, I don't, I don't think he's really considering just driving to New York, but it's just absurd that he would even mention it. Um, so do you think it would have been good TV for Michael to be FaceTimed into her vagina? <laughs> no, I'm so not. glad. I'm so glad they didn't show that. I don't want to see that. I, I love Sarah's comment. Like who would even do the FaceTime like Emmy? Like, yeah, no. Emmy or like the a nurse, nurse or no God, nurse does not get paid enough to deal with that bullshit. No, There's nurses no are already underpaid and overtaxed. Sorry, yeah. one more thing before we go to the birth though. Michael hit the camera. Come on. There's no way that was real. Oh, okay. All right, moving on. Emmy is the hu- <laughs> Emmy is the husband that Sarah never had. Yes. Thank goodness for Emmy. I know that there's like two Emmy detractors in the entire world. You're wrong. <laughs> Emmy is the best. Where are her parents, though? Doesn't Sarah have parents that are local? I'm surprised they're not shown. I suspect that they're watching the first kid, right? Oh, uh, or they don't want to be on camera. I, they've seemed very reluctant to be a part of this bullshit. <laughs> which, do. You know, I don't blame you can't them. Blame them. You can't blame them. This entire just the fact that she is even associated with Michael is probably profoundly embarrassing for them, much less being on TV about it. I have to say this, though, watching Sarah in the hospital without her like voice affect that she kind of puts on, you know, depending on who she's with and who she's speaking to. I like I felt like this was the first time we saw like genuine Sarah. Like she was speaking calmly. She seemed sad, like genuinely sad. I feel like it was kind of a side of her that we haven't seen before. And it made me actually like somewhat empathetic for her. Like before the birth, you mean? And before and after when she's like, I'm going to have to, yeah. this is the second time I'm g- they're going to ask me where the dad is. And I, right. it's embarrassing. And like, and after the birth, you can tell like, she's just like, she's in love with this baby yeah. She, you know, it, it, it was, it kind of hit me a little bit. I have to say, I, I had some, some empathy for her. I had a little bit less empathy because they're FaceTiming in front of a sleeping newborn again <laughs> at full volume. I, I just, know. This is a pet peeve of mine. It's totally triggering. Like the baby just got shot out of your body. It needs to sleep for like three goddamn days. Can you just shut the fuck up for one second? <laughs> and did you think it was weird she called Michael to say congratulations? I'm like, he should be calling I mean, you. Like, you're the one that just did all the work. I guess he doesn't know like when the kid get got, you know. Sure. No, that's yeah. true. <sighs> My focus is nothing else but to be a father to her, he says to Megan. I'm like, why are you calling Megan about this? You just yeah. said that you wanted to focus on your kids and you're calling your girlfriend. 
I wonder, um, one thing that I wonder about that I, I don't know how this works is how much, how, how many parental rights Michael has by default here. Do you know what I mean? I mean, they're still married. I don't know. Yeah. But he's on parole. He's not even allowed to leave the state. I wonder what rights Michael has to reign right now. Like if, if he demanded that, you know, what, what can he even do? Like demand that she ship the kid to Flint or something. So I don't understand how he thinks he can be a father. Now they're still married. So he, he must have some rights, but as a convicted felon, I, I wonder where that line is drawn. I would argue that at because they're still married, it's not on it's not on paper who has the rights. Like if you're married, right. you share your kids. So, but I would say that that would be a pretty easy um, case for Sarah to win if she wanted full custody. I'm yeah. guessing. I've clearly never been through a custody battle, but and then Thank Michael you for giving birth to her, uh, and then he tells Sarah he loves her. <sighs> He's just a manip- he's being manipulative. Can I just say I do not give a flying fuck about Megan at all. No, I don't either. I think she sucks. I don't want I don't even want to see her on the show anymore. It's boring. She sucks. I have no sympathy for her. Not that I ever really have, but now it's like multiplied times 20 because she knows about Sarah and this is just I wish it wasn't Michael's baby. It would be one less thing we have to deal with. Yeah, a thing, a human life that... uh, Why the fuck is she engaged with this situation at all? It's like... I. She's so gross, it's hard for me to watch her. I wish that B could be like her proxy and just like she could speak through him, then I might actually listen and be entertained and I could see his adorable pigtails. I'd be into that. I cannot watch Megan anymore. Very it's much crazy. Like like, her. Michael is obviously the worst person on this show, but she's a close second, and I didn't think that we would get there. <laughs> I know, I know, it's rough. Yeah, she's awful. Awful. I have nothing right. else to say. Do you have any more words before I go into meth gators? Let's talk about meth mathematics. <laughs> mathematics. It's back. This is a short one though, because like I had several people reach out to me on the Patreon Facebook group and ask me to talk about meth gators. So there was like the, this police department in Loretto, Tennessee was asking residents to refrain from flushing drugs, like specifically meth down the toilet because they like were warning people about meth gators. I don't know if this, I feel like part of me thinks that this is supposed to be a joke because like the, the post was literally phrased as quote, folks, Please don't flush your drugs, okay? Our sewer guys take great pride in releasing water that is cleaner than what is in the creek, but they are not really prepared for meth. Ducks, geese, and other fowl frequent our treatment ponds, and we shudder to think of what one hyped one hyped up on meth would do. And so they like kind of made up this. There's no evidence that a meth gator actually exists, but it seems like people are getting all freaked out about this. That like these methed up gators were going to go around like eating children and shit. But then I think that they had a really bored intern. (laughs) I do too. I know that works at a fucking sewage treatment pond and has nothing better to do. And they just like made a bet over a beer. Like you think I could get a post about meth gators to go viral. (laughs) I agree. And so then this like scientist named Kent 
Vlier comes out and he's like an alligator biologist, which please tell me what this man does in his like day to day job. And he coordinates um, the laboratory. Oh, sorry. So this is what he does in his day to day. He's the coordinator of laboratories in the Department of Biology at University of Florida. And he says, quote, I've never once heard of an alligator on meth. I've worked with alligators for 40 years, and I generally can answer any questions someone gives me about them. This one's throwing me through a loop. And he's just like, he guesses that they might be affected by it, but they would have to be injected intravenously. He doesn't think that the <laughs> alligator, this is the stuff that I, I like read deep on. He doesn't, I mean, think it doesn't that that, have gills. Like it doesn't right. filter the water through its system. It right. breathes air. So but he thinks even if the gator like drank it orally, he doesn't think that it would be concentrated yeah. enough to actually affect the alligator. Right. Like the only, it, it Either that or maybe it could like absorb it through its skin if it if there was enough in the water, but it sounds absurd. Yeah, it so this guy kind of debunked the whole thing, but yes, I just love that there was somebody in this small town police department in Tennessee that's like, let's uh make up this meth gator thing. It's not a thing. It's not. <laughs> There's no evidence that this is affecting any animals. So please continue to flush your meth down the toilet. It's more likely that it was just Matt in a gator costume <laughs> swimming in the water <laughs> in the sewage. A hundred percent. Yep. Matt, stop dressing up like a gator, okay? <laughs> I don't have right. uh yeah, that's it for mathematics. <laughs> All right, mathematics. thanks guys for listening, and I'm really sorry about Scott's feet. Um <laughs> <laughs> you should be. Dear God, thank you, um, BetterHelp, for sponsoring. Go to betterhelp.com slash lovecraycray to get 10% off your first month of online counseling. Thanks, guys, for listening. We'll see you soon. Bye.